Albert Einstein, Richard Branson, Bill Gates, John F. Kennedy, Tony Robbins, Michael Phelps, Will Smith. That sounds like a list of highly successful titans in a variety of industries. What else do they have in common? Well, they all have ADHD, but you don't hear much about that, do you? You know what you hear even less about? The successful women navigating ADHD. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, ADHD for Smartass Women. I'm your host, Tracy Otsuka. I'm an attorney, not a doctor, a lifelong student, not a coach. I'm also the creator of Cortography, a patent-pending system that helps people like you figure out what they should do with their life. And we're here today to talk ADHD, your superpowers, your symptoms, your workarounds, and how you proudly stand out instead of trying to fit in. I credit my ADHD for some of my greatest superpowers. And you know what? I spy a happier life for you, too. So without further ado, a shiny new episode is starting now. Hello, I am Tracy Otsuka, and I wanted to welcome you to episode 38 of ADHD for Smartass Women. I'm wondering if you're anything like me. You're smart. Okay, maybe that's questionable for me, but it's not for you. You know your subject. You're clearly passionate and driven, and often you're giving a presentation, or maybe you're just talking to a colleague, a teacher, or even a friend, and you are totally on track. You are even impressing yourself because you are so on it. You are so on point. And then all of a sudden, out of left field, an idea comes up that you never thought about in connection to the subject that you're now discussing, but you connect it. And you go from discussing, oh, I don't know, brain science to something you just read on Twitter this morning about the Amazon rainforest. And then rain is kind of like a shower. And you did buy that new shower timer to keep you on task. And the time difference in the Philippines is about 14 hours. And then frog. Frogs are wet. They need water. There are frogs in the Philippines. What the hell? You know what I mean, right? You can literally hear yourself, sound effects and all, screeching off the tracks. And then if that's not bad enough, you start talking to yourself in the middle of your conversation with your boss, your client, your friend, your professor, whomever. And you're saying to yourself, oh my God, I am such an idiot. Shut up. No one cares. Ugh, how do I get myself back on track? Why do I do this? Well. I want to talk to you today about how I hacked this drifting off topic for myself. And in a homage to this episode, I'm going to keep it to 25 minutes by not completely drifting off topic. Now, I know I say that a lot and I never follow through, but this time I'm going to do it. So you've probably wondered, why do I do this? Why do I do this drift off topic thing? Well, first we need to talk about linear versus nonlinear thinking. Linear thinking, it's a sequential form of thinking. We have an idea that's point A. We then follow a series of connected steps, point B, point C, point D, point E, and that ultimately ends up at the end, which let's say that's point Z. And once you get to the end, you stop and there's no further analysis. Linear thinkers look for consistency. They look for rules and formulas, and they make predictions based on previous experience with their rules and formulas. Linear thinkers think inside the box. Don't tell them I said this, but I think they're kind of boring. 
Linear thinkers are usually good at math, science, engineering. They're usually good at school. Some of us with ADHD can think linearly, but most of us are non-linear thinkers. And when I say can think linearly, can think linear in an area of extreme interest. Anyway, most of us are nonlinear thinkers. We don't think along straight lines or in a sequential manner. We are abstract thinkers who make connections among unrelated concepts or ideas. Often, they're not even related to the subject at hand. Nonlinear thinkers work with our imagination. We're creative, we make inferences, we look for options that are outside of the box that have not been previously considered. That something can have multiple reasons for occurring and not just one, that is the essence of nonlinear thinking. Remember, our ADHD nonlinear brains focus on the connections and relationships between things more than on specific bits of information. We don't have a deficit of attention. I say this all the time, right? We have a surplus of attention. We notice everything, and then we connect seemingly disparate pieces of information, ideas, and patterns into something completely new that has never been done before. It's why we're such good entrepreneurs. I also think it's why we struggle in school to just memorize facts for fact's sake. If we can't connect the learning to something that's meaningful and interesting to us, we can't learn it. But I'm drifting off topic. Okay, let me go back. So now we're clear on one reason why we drift from one thought to a complex of thoughts far easier than neurotypical brain people do. But what are some other reasons? Well, we're big picture storytelling people, right? And if we're hyperactive, we also tend to be energetic and larger than life. We don't see specific bits of information. We see how all those bits of information fit into the big picture. And because we see that, we want to share it because we believe that ultimately that will help others understand our point of view more clearly. We're also intense all-in people. We get so excited about what we're talking about that we feel it in every bone in our body. Ever feel like you're too much? Ever been told that you're too much? I like this one, but have you heard the comment? I just love your energy. Yeah, we hear that a lot, don't we? And we're impulsive. So we have this fleeting thought out of nowhere, and what do we do? We just go with it. But we also don't have the best working memories. So we start going down the side path and then we completely forget where we're going or where we came from, right? Where we started. And then, of course, when we drift and we finally notice that we're way off field, we beat ourselves up, which causes us to drift even further. And then we tell ourselves that we're disorganized, we're impulsive, we're all over the place and we cannot present a cogent argument. And so, you know what? We start to believe it. That's wrong. So let's start with beating ourselves up ourselves up. Let's address this first. Going rogue, going off topic is not the problem. Not being able to get back to where you were going is. Think about it. Would you rather hear a story from a person who goes from point A to point B to point C and D and just tells you the facts or would you rather hear a story from someone who's totally into what they're talking about? They're energetic and they're excited and they can help you use your imagination so you feel as if you were right there with them. Which way of presenting information do you think you'd have an easier time remembering? Yeah, the latter, nonlinear method, right? 
Okay, so I'm going to give you a warning right now. I am going rogue or in ski parlance. I am going out of bounds. We just got back from a family vacation, family trip to Cancun. And I am not a real beach vacation person, but I'm also really picky about my surroundings, i.e. hotels, houses, lodging. But the problem is when you plan a vacation the week before you leave, uh, yeah, hello, ADHD brain, you kind of have to take what you can get, right? And Cancun offered a beautiful beach and a hotel for a very good price. My family pretty much knows that I cannot sit around in a beach chair all vacation. I need to do things. And in the spirit of going rogue off of going rogue, I will mention that we just had a woman in our Facebook group who posted a picture of herself next to a pool in Thailand. And she was like, SOS, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I cannot just sit around on vacation. So I know I am not the only person who needs to do things. So initially, my family always complains, right? Because I always have to do things. I cannot just sit still on a beach. So this trip, we went to Tulum to look at the ruins. We swam several miles through a 63-million-year-old, I think they call it cenotes. Pardon my butchered Spanish. This one was the biggest one in the world. It was, And what cenotes are is they're a series of underground caves that have, well, this one had bats flying all over the place. We found a scorpion. Okay, if I'm really honest, it wasn't really the scorpion, although when we had to slink by it and we had like an inch, um, it was we thought it was a scorpion, but it was really the scorpion carcass. So I guess scorpions are like snakes and they shed their skin. Um, okay, what else can I tell you about the cenotes? It's pretty cold. In fact, most of the people that we went with had wetsuits on. We didn't because I was too cheap to pay for them. <laughs> and at times, there is literally zero light. Like it is pitch black, but it was so much fun. We took a speedboat to one island, and then the next day we took a speedboat to another island where we drove all around the um, island all day in a golf cart, exploring the back part of the island where all the locals lived, which is what I love to do. The day before we left, I also found a chef to give us a tour of the local taco restaurants. And I did this because I don't really get tacos, right? My thought is, I just don't like them. And my thought is, when I don't like something, it's usually because I haven't had the best. Like I, I don't even know what it is that I don't like about it because it could be so much better. So I love doing this kind of thing. And so after trying Mayan Pibil tacos, tacos de cabeza, which is from the head of the cow. Yeah. And tacos with chicharron, fried pigskin. Yeah. I got to say, I still don't get tacos and my kids kind of got sick. But <laughs> all that said, what always happens in all our family vacations, and this one was no exception. When we're getting ready to leave, my family is always grateful that they have someone like me who's always planning activities, and I think this is why that is. If we sit on the beach for a week, every single day, we have one experience. We have one memory, right? We have the sitting at the beach memory. You can't distinguish how day one differed than day three or day six. They all blur together. There's like nothing to remember. I can't even remember, okay, what did I eat on that day? What did, you know, I I don't know anything except for the whole vacation. All I did was sit on a beach. Now, if we sit at the beach for two days and then we have six days where every day we discover something new, we have seven days of memories that we've made as a family that we can actually remember. We've also learned something new about ourselves, about each other, about a place, about a culture about an activity. 
So now what I'm going to do is I'm driving us back into the groomed ski trails, putting the train back on the track, going to back, going back to why I'm connecting this story to my podcast about drifting off topic. I'm using my Cancun vacation as an example of how talking about experiences, providing colorful anecdotes, and telling a story is a much more interesting way to make information stick. If you're telling stories about your experiences that are varied, colorful, and fun because you're going off the beaten track, you are more likely to use your imagination to receive the story, which means you are also more likely to remember the story than if, like on vacation, you stick to the script and you do the same thing every single day, like sitting at the beach. You know, it's linear. It's a straight line. You do what's expected, yeah, it's boring. It's harder to remember those stories. So how do you or how do I hack this drifting off topic thing? Okay, so some of your audience is going to share your nonlinear divergent brain. They'll likely be able to follow your lead. They'll understand how you um, share information, and they're going to like how you present. So we don't have to worry about that. Then there are those whose brains are very linear, and they are likely going to get confused when you're talking and presenting and perpetually veering off the track. I mean, you you know who those people are, right? When you're talking to them, they're usually like rolling their eyes because they can't follow anything that you say. Remember, our brains are quick. These people are going to have trouble following them. For them, we need to tweak what we're doing because that linear thinker likely makes up a much larger audience than the non-linear thinker. So how are we going to do this? Well, Caitlin Mabry, who's our reading specialist, she's in our Facebook group, ADHD for Smartass Women, um, she talks often about metacognition. And metacognition is thinking about what you're thinking about. And I, I know it sounds crazy, but you really can do it. And I've gotten quite good at this, especially when I'm recording my podcast. I will often record my podcast with an outline in front of me, but I promise you that the temptation to veer off is something fierce. And so what I did was I started to pay attention to what happens when I do veer off. And I discovered that 25% of the time, it is so fantastic and it's so great that I did it. But 75% of the time, I start rambling. It's all disconnected and confusing. I can't remember where I am. And honestly, the podcast is worse. It is not better for my veering off path, right? Or for the fact that I veered off the path. Before, I would just impulsively go with whatever suddenly came to my brain and I would bring it into the equation and start chatting about it. But today, this is what I do. I pause. And for a quick second, I consciously think about what I am going to do. Metacognition. I am thinking about what I am thinking about doing, right? I What I do is I remember what usually happens when I veer off. And then finally, I think about what I'm considering veering off with. I ask myself, is it worth it for me to take the risk? I know that I only have a 25% chance that it'll actually make the podcast better, right? So if what I'm planning on veering off with is so good, then I'll go for it and I'll do it anyway. But normally today, I stop myself. My drifting off topic is now intentional. 
It is not impulsive, willy-nilly, and something that I just let happen. If I decide that drifting off will make my presentation or conversation better, then I know that what I need to do is I need to put a stake down so I know where to come back to after I drift off topic. So how do I do that? With my podcast, I will literally place my cursor where I stopped in my notes, so my notes are always up on my computer, and I'll create a space by hitting return on my keyboard a couple times, so I will know where the path is. I will know where I need to come back to. If I'm on a phone call or if I'm on a Zoom meeting, I'll just make a note. I always have a pad and a pen, and I'll make a note of where I, you know, where I started so I know where to go back to. If I'm talking to someone in person, I will literally tell them, hey, I'm going to veer off the path and I'm going to tell you a story, but sometimes I get so excited about this subject that my nonlinear brain forgets where I started, so I may ask for your help, you know, that we were just talking about, oh, I don't know, how dopamine affects motivation or the taco restaurants in Cancun or whatever. If you have an audience, this works even better. People love to be part of the presentation. And if you have a sense of humor about it, if you make it fun and more interesting, they're going to pay attention and they're going to love it. And they're going to be willing to remind you, okay, that's where you were. That's where you need to go back to if you need that reminding. Lighten up about it. It doesn't serve you to be self-conscious about the fact that you're a non-linear thinker. If you're open and honest, everyone will want to help you. And this is the thing. Once you tell people what you're worried about, you stop worrying about it, which can only help to make your presentation or conversation better. So remember, put a stake on it before, or excuse me, put a, not a stake on it. I'm talking S-T-A-K-E, not like meat steak, right? Put a stake in it where you are so that you know that's where I need to come back to. Again, the problem is not that you're veering off topic. The problem is you are not giving yourself a place to come back to. So put a stake in it. So anyway, that's how I have learned to handle my nonlinear brain that likes to drift. If you have any ideas you'd like to share that work for you, I would love to hear them too. So reach out to me at Tracy at TracyOutsuka.com. As always, you're listening to ADHD for Smartass Women. If you have been listening to me for a while, I would so appreciate a review. Super simple to do. If you're on the iTunes podcast platform, you just scroll down to the bottom and you click on the stars. If you'd like to know more about me, our patent pending cartography system that teaches you how to figure out which of the many interests that you have is the one that you should pursue, or if you have a comment, a guest you'd like me to interview, or a topic idea for this podcast, go to my website at tracyoutsuka.com. Click on podcast in the navigation bar. You're going to see a microphone to your right where you can leave me an audio message. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you here next week. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smartass Women podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Atsuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. If you liked what you heard, we sure would appreciate a review. And not coincidentally, ADHD for Smartass Women well, that's also the name of our free Facebook group. Go look it up. We're a totally smart-ass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds. We'd love to have you join us. You can also find all my details over at tracyoutsuka.com. 
don't forget, I spy a happier life for us. And I'll see you again next week.